Avery Carl, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Really excited to have you on the podcast. So you are a entrepreneur, Airbnb specialist. Like, what do you do? Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, so uh, I'm an investor first. So I've got a portfolio of about 250 doors for about 30 million. Uh-huh. And um, I was able to get from zero to 250 over the course of about five and a half years because I strategically invested in short-term rentals first. Uh-huh. So a lot of like short-term rental influencers, et cetera, are like short-term rentals. That's it. That's all. That's yeah. all we do. So I do everything. I've got eight of my doors are short-terms uh-huh. and the rest are traditional, like multifamily long-terms, uh, single family and duplex buy and hold long-terms. So um, my strategy was and is to use that cash flow for, generated by short-term rentals to go scale my portfolio in other ways. So I was able to do that much more quickly by investing in short-term rentals towards the beginning of my building my portfolio Yeah. Um, than if I started with traditional long-terms. Um, I also have the short-term shop, which is the country's biggest, maybe only, but at least biggest, uh, short-term rental-specific real estate uh, team. It's, t- it's like a brokerage within a brokerage under EXP. I have to say that or else I get in trouble with them. Um, huh. But so we focus exclusively on short-term rentals. We have offices in 15 markets that yeah. are all, you know, short-term rental specific markets with good mm-hmm. regulations and things like that. Um, I wrote a book called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth, and I have go. a podcast called The Short-Term Show. Got it. So short-term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of short-term stuff, but yeah. that's, you know, not my, the bulk of my portfolio is other stuff. Got it. Um, I guess like what got you into entrepreneurship and like the short-term rental business? Uh, well, basically, I'm a terrible employee is what it came down to. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> is what it came down to. So, you know, I did what I thought I was supposed to do and got my master's and I I played music in another life. I was a guitar player in an all-girl punk rock band. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll work in the music business I'll, yeah. on the business side. And I got in there and I was making $37,000 a year. Yeah. And I, after about a year and a half, I was like, man, is this it? Like, yeah. is this what people do? They just mm-hmm. work on a desk all day? And then, yeah. And then I had this kind of identity crisis, like, am I ungrateful? Or like, am I what everyone hates about millennials? Yeah. Like, this is everything I wanted, and it's not at all yeah. what I want. So yeah. we were just kind of, my husband and I, trying to figure out, you know, how can we add to our income? And um, we kind of landed on real estate investing. And it wasn't in the traditional sense. It wasn't like we started listening to podcasts and stuff. Um our real estate agent, when we moved from New York City to Nashville before I was licensed, she said, oh, you guys got to buy in East Nashville. Everything's appreciating like so crazy. And in like two years, you can make $65,000 in mm. equity. Like little did we know 2021 was around the corner, but this yeah. was in 2013. Yeah. And so we were like, we, we're moving from New York to Tennessee. We want to buy something out in the country. So yeah. we bought something out in the country. But then we thought, well, man, that appreciation sounds nice. So yeah. What if I was a big Dave Ramsey head at the time, which is not the case anymore, obviously. But I thought, well, maybe we can buy a house and rent it out. So we're not paying its expenses. Yeah. But when our future kids need to go to college, we can just sell it and pay for their college with that instead of out of our own pockets. And I thought I was like this genius. Yeah. So we bought a house and it ended up being a really good cash flowing long term rental. Uh huh. And it was a thousand bucks a month that we were cash flowing, which was basically my entire paycheck at work. So we doubled my income and we were like, man. We need to do this again. Yeah. How do we do more of these? And we only had the down payment for one more single family left. We couldn't go buy a multi or anything at that point. So we said, well, what can we buy that's going to make us the most amount of money the fastest so yeah. we can go buy more? Yeah. Landed on short-term rentals. 
And we didn't want to do it in Nashville because the regulations there are just really volatile. They really are kind of anti-short-term rental. And we uh. could not afford to be told two years down the road that we can't use it for that anymore. Yeah. So we thought, well, where can we buy something that's just the normal thing for people to rent a house instead of a hotel? And um, we'd just been on vacation to the Smoky Mountains, stayed in a cabin. Uh-huh. Everybody stays in cabins there. And so we thought, well, somebody owns those cabins. Why can't it be us? And so we were kind of off to the races at that point. And I'll spare you all the details because it would take a long time. But there weren't really any courses or anything yeah. like that at the time. So we just kind of figured it out on our yeah. own. And that's how we got into short-term rentals. Got it. So when did how old were you when you had that like pivot where you're like, is this my life? Like... 25 or 25. 26, yeah. That's interesting. So I've had like four, maybe five big pivots. When I was like 15, I was in high school and I was like, what the hell am I, like, what are we doing? Like, why am I learning MX plus seven? Yeah, like I, I was like. It's ingrained into my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I remember raising my hand and I was like, you know, when are we going to use this? Like, where, when does this actually, like, come up in, like, real life? And they're like, oh, well, you know, it probably isn't. And and then that just that just broke the whole school for me. So I actually, like, gave up on school because I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then started working. Um, had my first kid at 19. And then when I was 24, so I dropped out of high school. And then at the time, I could go to college without a high school diploma. So I started going to college, just paying for it out of my pocket. And um, same thing. I I thought I wanted to be like a sociologist and like help uh, teach children and stuff like that. So I was like, volun- like almost volunteering, but it was my job. I would work to, to help kids learn uh, basic life skills, but I was making like no money. And... Um, <clears throat> I had a friend who told me about real estate and he told me he made 50K a year. I was making not, I wasn't even making 50K working with children and having a second job. And another pivot, I was in college class and I was like, crap, dude, like my mentors in the social world, they were broke. And my mom works in the social world. She works with women who've been, you know, violated and stuff like that. And my mom was broke. And I was like, damn, like, is this what I'm going to do? Like, this is literally the road. I'm seeing what's coming. So I got into real estate, real estate made it, made another hard pivot. And then as a realtor, same thing, a couple years into it, sold 50 houses. I'm top of my brokerage. I got a BMW. I'm like killing it. <clears throat> New Year's comes. I made a bunch of money. And you know how like, uh, New Year's, everyone's like making new goals and, you know, what's the next year goal? I did 30. Now I want to do 50. And I was like, damn, like I just did 50. I think, I think it was like 60 transactions. And I was like, what's the goal next year? Like 70, 80, 100? Like, is that, again, is this what my life is? Like, is, is this what I want my life to look like? And then got into real estate investing. And then I think right now, personally, I think I'm going through another pivot where I'm like, okay, like, what's my next chapter? Like, I'm not going to flip houses and wholesale till I'm 60 years old. I'm 31 right now. That's not the rest of my life. So like, what exactly do I want to do? So like, when was your last pivot where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm headed down the right road, or you want to change? 
I think my last pivot was when uh, it was probably t- a year and a half after I got my real estate license. So I kind of did the opposite of you. I got my real estate license after we started investing because my husband is a New Yorker. Yeah. He's a difficult client for a lot of Southern real estate agents yeah. like myself to um, pallet. Yeah. Like, I'm like, hey, would you mind doing this thing for me? And he's like, you know, banging people's heads in the cars. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I took over that and I... We, I'd already been able to leave that corporate job that I didn't like. And I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll sell some houses. Yeah. And I was really trying to be that agent that does everything. I was like, you know, buying, call me for all your buying and selling needs. And I had a few short-term rental clients. Like that was the one area where it was steadily rolling in and I wasn't having to try very hard to get them. But I was so scared of being pigeonholed into being the short-term rental girl. And I thought that that would negatively impact my career as an agent. So I was really trying to get all those primary home clients. And I found what was happening is I'm not good at that. Uh, I look at things in a very, like, how do we solve this problem kind of way? So if I'm looking at an investment, well, the numbers make sense at this price. So I'll offer this or the numbers will make sense if I buy it here and rehab this. Whereas with, working with investors who have the same mindset, that's easy for me. Working with primary home buyers who are going to like blow a great deal because they don't like the paint color, yeah. that, that hurts my brain. Me too. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a pivot uh, after a friend of mine's parents fired me. I just sold like $10 million worth of short-term rentals and I was showing them like $50,000 mobile homes and they fired me after, after running me all over Tennessee for like four weekends in a row, 12 hour days, yeah. no food breaks. Yeah. And I was pregnant. So oh. um, I, uh, they fired me cause I didn't know where to find, I guess what the equivalent of the serial number is. Yeah. And I was like, why am I getting fired over this deal when I'm crushing it over here? Yep. So I'm like, I'm going to be the short-term rental girl. I'm going to do that. And then yeah. when I pivoted and really embraced that, yeah. my business just took off. Yeah. So I, like real quick realtor story, same thing where I was like already flipping and wholesaling, but I was scared to give up my realtor income. And my last listing, I remember I was, it was an expired listing. Let's say she expired for three fifty. Um, I relisted her at three seventy five with professional photos, you know, my marketing plan and got her an escrow, let's say at three seventy. So twenty K more than what her house expired for with a previous agent. And then <clears throat> during escrow, they the water heater needed something and the buyer wanted the water heater fixed with a home warranty. It was gonna be five hundred bucks. And this lady was like, Oh, I, I want you to pay for it. Cause I don't feel like you're negotiating on my behalf. And I was like, you know, you were listed for less. <laughs> I got you more. I took a, uh, I took a hit on the commission because you, you were like giving me a hard time about 6%. And now you want me to pay another $500 for your water heater. That doesn't work. <laughs> I was like, this is it. Like literally I, I told her exactly how I was feeling and I felt like I couldn't hold it anymore. Like I couldn't just deal with like the runaround from people and like not respecting my time, not respecting my, you know, my intelligence, I guess. Cause I, I did over 300 real estate transactions. And when people would question me, I'm like, Hey, like, just so you know, I own millions of dollars of real estate. <laughs> I flip million dollars. I've helped hundreds of people. And you're trying to convince me that I don't know what I'm talking about. So 
after that, I, I have never worked with another client again. And I appreciate all my past clients. I'm not talking crap about them. But yeah, I, I went through a similar situation. Cl- any client or customer facing business or job can get kind of taxing because 99% of people are wonderful. And, yeah. um, but still, there's going to always be that percentage of people that because you're technically kind of in the customer service business, they're going to treat you like the garbage man. Yeah. 